most ghoulish of greetings my vamps and ghouls thank you so much for stopping by and making paranormal prowlers podcast part of your day those tunes as always are courtesy of the lovely bobby mackey and i'm your host tessa morrow the ouija board it's something that is either adored or feared and in my experience talking with several different people throughout the years about the ouija either it's a positive thing or a negative It's loved or hated. There's no, oh, I don't care either way. At least from what I've seen. Now, I know some that avoid it like the bubonic plague. Me personally, I think it's quite a neat, interesting thing. I want to share a experience that happened to me not too terribly long ago, back in 2016. I was at my friend David's house in Louisville. You heard about him during my Waverly episode, one of the earliest episodes in episode 15. The night before our Waverly Hills adventure, David had invited two of his dear friends over and planned on doing a seance. Now, you know, at this point, I had never been involved in a Ouija board session before, but I was always interested in doing so. So I was quite stoked for what was to come for that night. So David, he comes from a line of witches and is a witch himself. In his possession, he has this older Ouija board that has been in his family since, I believe, the 30s or the 40s. His friends, Marianne and Jamie, they come over. And at first, we're just kind of sitting at the dinner table talking about all things spooky and unexplained. Marianne shares some things with me, which I do record and are in my first book. So we go outside of his house and into his backyard and we follow this cool little looking trail that leads to what looks to be a guest house which is his office. This is where we will perform that seance. So I must say that I had met David I would say a few months earlier and just had chatted really about things like the Bell Witch and Waverly Hills. He knew nothing about me or my past and I not him as well. As for his two friends, Marianne and Jamie, this is the very first time that we had ever met each other. So since this was my first time being included in a seance or Ouija session, whatever you want to call it, I decided to kind of just sit in the background and observe and write down results that they gathered from the session. And I was recording the whole time. It's, it's really like a second nature, just throwing that recorder on. So unlike me, David has done these sessions and seances several times, countless times throughout the years. He has this whole awesome ritual that he does. He starts with putting on this very special oil, and he requests that the three of us do the same as well. He requests that I hand him this red candle that was near me, and then give him the skull. Yes, skull. That's behind me. David starts speaking, telling us his ritual. He shares with us that he has this type of protection cable that he uses and that the first thing he does is take a shot of bourbon and he kind of spits the bourbon out 
onto the candle. And this is supposed to be an offering or a blessing, if you will, to the spirits. He then takes sage and shakas it onto the candle. They use this on voodoo, hoodoo, santeria, sangria, all that good stuff. He lets us know that if you have cannabis to use the ganj instead of sage, as they have been using cannabis since the beginning of times. He makes a ring of salt around the candle, letting us know that this protects us from negative spirits and any possible attachments. And mind you, I was still feeling the effects of my recent attachment with red sample. And when I say recent, I mean just like, you know, it was a month ago. So with a shot of bourbon in our hands, we each take a shot with David saying, As above, so below. We are officially ready for the session to begin. David, Marianne, and Jamie gently put their fingers onto the planchet. David starts off by saying, Are there any spirits here? If you are here, let the planchet glide like the sun and the wind. We want the spirits to talk to us. Let us hear you. If you are here, give us a sign. As he finishes the opening statement, my recorder captures this unexplained thump-like sound. Rather loud, really. I mean, we should have been able to hear that, but only my recorder gets it, and it's unheard by any of us in the room. The planchette begins to slowly move to yes. David asks, Is your purpose here evil? My recorder captures a man's voice whispering, No. The planchette then glides to no. A few minutes in, Jamie mentions that she can fill some of the letters have a certain type of energy to them. And David speaks. Listen, as a witch, as a long-time practicing witch, you're supposed to do what's right for you, right? As he pauses, an EVP of a whisper is recorded saying, Yes. The whisper is close as if it was in the circle. David continues. L and F are the most powerful of letters. And all of a sudden, David says that he feels temperature changes hot and then cold. Meanwhile, Jamie is feeling more a magnetic type of feel. What happens next is really phenomenal and it was a very special moment for me and something that I'll never forget. The planchette starts slowly gliding to specific letters and stopping. M-A-L-I-C-H-E. David, Marianne, and Jamie, they're scrambling the letters and One of them asks if the spirit is trying to spell out Michael. The planchette moves and stops on yes. Marianne asks, so your name is Michael. Can you move the planchette and put it back to yes? The planchette moves, but not as instructed, and it heads towards where the zodiac signs are and stops on top of Scorpio. Jamie asks, Michael, are you a Scorpio? And the planchette, it goes to yes. Even though my hands are not on the planchette, I ask a question. Michael, what year did you die? The planchette goes to the number two. Marianne asks, two? A man's voice, that is not David's, is recorded saying, Yes. It's at this point that David requests a timeout and asks Marianne and Jamie, Okay, girls, who's Michael? Does anybody here know a Michael? Both women reply, no, they don't know a Michael who has passed away. David says that he, himself, also does not know a Michael who has died. All eyes are on me now, and I nod, saying, Yes, I knew a Michael 
Now, as I've mentioned before in the past, Michael is an alias I used for this particular person because I have talked about him in the past on my old radio show, my book, and of course the podcast. His name may not be Michael, but he has come through as Michael via the Ouija board and even a session with the medium, which blew my socks right off. And guess what? He was a Scorpio. Our birthdays are exactly a week apart. My birthday had me on the cusp of Libra and Scorpio, and he was a Scorpio. And I mentioned this to the group. He died a while back. Too much alcohol. And an EVP of a man is caught saying, Drink. My hands are still off the planchet, mind you, but I throw in another question repeating, what year did you die? So in my head, I'm thinking, okay, this might be my friend because, you know, the name and the zodiac sign, but I want more. I need more. I need more confirmation. And so after I ask the question, what year did you die for the second time, the planchet begins to move, stopping on the numbers two, zero, one. Three. And again, like the Scorpio in the name, this is accurate. He died in late 2013. The planchette then spells Y-O-U-E. And so for the folks who love the Ouija and who love partaking in the sessions, you might want to get a pen and paper because I'm going to be spelling some things out throughout this episode. So Y-O-U-E. And David asks the girls, Do you notice how smooth it's gliding? Much smoother than when we started. The recorder catches a man's voice saying, Course. And in the next few minutes, the planchette moves to several letters spelling out Y-O-U-E-V-E-R-F-E-E-L-L-I-K-E-Y-O-U-D-I-D-N-T-K-N-O-W-M-E. This planchette went all over the board, obviously, finding its destined letters You ever feel like you didn't know me? Now, obviously, the living, we don't have an issue. We can say several words in several seconds. You ever feel like you didn't know me? But when it comes to the planchette or EVPs and the planchette having to move back and forth and all that, it takes a little while. So Marianne asks, Michael, what do you want to tell Tessa? And again, the planchette begins to move. T-H-A-T-S. H-E-I-S-N-O-T-A-B-U-R-D-A-N, that she is not a burden. In the past, I had talked with Michael about my days being bullied in school and felt very much like a burden, as that's how I felt. I was treated like one. So this makes absolute, 100% complete sense to me. And at the end of the sentence being spelled out, a man's voice is recorded saying, Come on, word. And I I truly believe this is because he spelled burden wrong. He spelled it with an A versus an E. The planchette then spells out she, S-H-E. Then it's almost like another spirit kind of butts in and the planchette begins to move wildly and differently and starts to not make any sense. Just seconds before we were getting accurate answers and full sentences and now we get this. T-H-I-Q-J-E-Y-F-M-S. What the bloody hell does that mean? It's decided that we will 
take a short break. Marianne heads to the restroom, and I go outside for some fresh air while David talks with Janie in private, giving her tips and advice about seances and what have you. Well, a few moments later, we are back in the office, pen in my hand and a notebook on my leg. I am ready for more. What else does Michael have to say? So far, every single thing he has said rang true. Things that only me and him know. And again, my hand never touches the planchette during this particular session. And these people knew nothing about me. I, I just, that's a very important fact. And how can you debunk this? I mean, it, it would be one thing if my hands were on the planchette and one could say, well, maybe you moved it yourself, giving the answers that you wanted or wished for, which I would never do such a thing anyways. If I were like that, I wouldn't do what I do, you know, fabricate or making things up or manipulating things. That's just not my nature. But no one could even say that because no hand of mine was on the planchette. I was asking a couple questions here and there. You know, I was too busy writing down all the amazing results we were getting. So earlier, before Michael came through, they were communicating with a woman who identified herself as Rachel. She even spells out David's name, saying that she was 75 years old, and she thought that David was cute. <laughs> and this was at the beginning of the session when the planchette was moving a bit choppier. So that's why David mentioned, oh, you know, I think it's like, you know, do you notice it's smoother now? So back to the session. We are back from break and we are ready, baby. We are ready to roll. So Marianne asks, do you have a message for Tessa? So immediately after she asks this question, there are two loud thumps that are recorded, again, going unheard by us. The planchette begins to move again, spelling out N-O-E-V-E-R-Y-O-N-E-S-H-E-T-H-I-N-K-S-N-O-O-N-E-L-O-V-E-S-H-E-R, spelling out no, everyone. She thinks no one loves her. Then what seems to be the same voice of the man who's been giving us EVPs is recorded saying, Get it right. Then the planchette moves to the letters I-D-O. I do. David then gasps and points to the Ouija board, which appears to be moving all on its own. Their hands are not on it, but here it is moving before our very eyes. And this actually happened a couple times that night. It was quite remarkable. After the shock of the Ouija dancing on its own, David looks at me and says, Girl, are you saying no one loves you? We definitely need to talk about that. And I let him know that as a kid going to school in a tiny town in New Mexico, how I was bullied almost every single day by several people, several horrible people. And it took a major toll on my self-esteem. Again, feeling like a burden. The planchette moves, saying yet another full sentence. W-H-A-T-I-W-A-S S-A-Y-I-N-G-W-A-S-B-A-D-T-O, spelling out what I was saying was bad too. Again, this screams the truth. So Michael and I, we were great friends. He was one of my best friends. There was a group of us and we were all very close, very best friends. We all worked together at my dad's steakhouse and we all hanged out and partied together. And you know, the go-to places were either at my house I was living on my own or Michael's house. Michael's mom could care less what he or his siblings were doing. So 
Anyways, something I didn't even remember happened, and I decided not to be friends anymore with this group. Several years later, after he had already died, mutual friends, who after he died, we got back in touch and have remained friends ever since, told me that he was quite angry with me and spread some stupid rumor about me. And I remember they shared it with me and I just burst into tears crying, standing there in their garage, sobbing uncontrollably, words that stung like little tiny vicious daggers, and me unable to confront this person who's behind the words because he's a dead. So since then, you know, I I forgave him, but it still hurt me. And I truly think this last sentence, what I was saying was bad too, was in reference to this vicious rumor. So suddenly the Ouija moves again on its own and it spells out D-I-D-N-T-S-A-Y. Didn't say. And then glides and stops on goodbye. Marianne asks, did you kill yourself? The planchette goes to no. David looks at me and asks, is this accurate? Did he get the chance to say goodbye? And I reply, letting him know that, yes, it is accurate. It had been about seven or eight years before his death that we had not spoken. So yeah, definitely he did not say goodbye. The planchette spells out W-A-S-I-N-S-P-E-A-K, was in speak. And I truly believe he was trying to say wasn't speaking, which again is extremely true. So the planchette then goes to yes, as if to confirm what I said is true. Then it spells out W-H-Y-I-C-A-N-T-S-A-Y-S-H-E-K-N-E-W-M-E. Why I can't say she knew me. It's incredible how many sentences we are getting and the true accuracy. I was already a believer of the Ouija board, the spirit board, whatever you want to call it. But you know what? I tell you what, if I wasn't, After this session, I sure as hell would have become a believer for sure. So footsteps there recorded going unheard by us. None of us had gotten up or moved around except when we had taken that short break earlier. Then as this is being caught, my spirit box, which was in my backpack, mind you, far in the corner away from any of us, suddenly turns on all by itself. Now, if anybody has the SB7 you know that you have to press hard on the button for a few seconds for it to turn on. So I was shocked when it turned on by itself. And not only that, but then you have to, you know, click a button to have it start going through frequencies, going through channels. And so it did that. So I was shocked. To my recollection, I don't recall that happening before. And it has not happened since. Now I realized that besides Rachel, no one else has come through. And I started feeling bad. Again, always feeling guilty, always needing, you know, to help other people and not worry about myself, always a burden. So I ask, besides Michael, is there anybody else that is here with us? The planchette first goes to no, and then it goes to yes. And I regret feeling bad and asking this because all of these people that were with me, they have gone through this before and have partaked in, you know, sessions like this. And so, I mean, I shouldn't have felt bad because they were having fun too and we were getting results. This was a phenomenal session 
And I wish it could have lasted longer, but I'm happy that it lasted as long as it did. So it spells out O-M-M. And a woman's voice that is not Marianne's, Jamie's or mine, is recorded saying, that's me. We ask, what's your name? And the planchette spells out Y-J-K-H-M-Y-H. And I believe Michael has left at this point, or at least does not control of the planchette anymore. And it seems, based on the CVP, that's me, that this is the spirit of a woman. David requests that I turn the spirit box on. And I explain to them how it's used, and I turn it on, and it starts sweeping through the channels. And a man's voice comes through saying, Help! Then the planchette spells memory. A man's voice comes through the spirit box saying, Yes. I ask, what memory are you talking about? And we get a bunch of random letters, L-U-I-A-Z-H-M-I-6-H-A-D-S-A-M. Yes, it is super clear that Michael is no longer here. A man's voice comes through saying what sounds like, Love me. While we look at these letters and try to figure out what the hell this cryptic message means, Marianne points out the name Sam at the end of the jumbled nest. She shares with us that a very dear friend of hers named Sam just passed away just a few short months ago. Excited about this possibility that this could be her friend Sam, Marianne excitedly asks, Sam, what are you trying to say? The planchette spells out M-E, me. Marianne asks, do you have a message? A woman's voice comes through the spirit box saying, want. Marianne asks, do you have a message for Rick? An EVP is recorded of a woman saying, yes. The planchette then confirms sliding to yes. Unfortunately, we get more random and scrambled results than straightforward answers. I mean, I just need to say it is truly amazing how you can tell it's a different spirit by the mannerisms. When Michael was communicating, the planchette was gliding. It was smooth, giving full answers. Yes, some misspellings, but we knew what was being said. And then now this one where it's just like like rougher and, you know, just kind of like some things that we have to de decipher. Marianne's friend Sam died under suspicious circumstances, and she believes that somebody was behind that death. Marianne asks Sam if the person who hit her was a police officer because the letters FOP popped up a few times. Fraternal Order of Police. It could be something else, obviously. The planchette goes to yes. Marianne, she asks for a name, and a man's voice comes through the spirit box saying what sounds like hate. As this happens, a voice is caught on the recorder saying it's all right. Immediately after, we all feel this intense cold spot. Now, we're at the end of summer in Kentucky. This cold spot was extremely noticeable, as it was quite hot in there. One interesting thing was that when Marianne asks if she could get a message for Rick, the words don't sell came through. D-O-N-T-S-E-L-L. -L. Marianne asks, don't sell what? And the planchette goes to these letters. H-E-W-I-L-L-I. N-T-I-M-E-K-N-O-W. Quite cryptic, if you ask me. He will, in time, know. It then moves and stops on goodbye. Marianne shares with us a little about the unfortunate event in which Sam lost her life. 
So a friend's brother gets into a car wreck and Sam and her baby both pass away. They die in this fire from the car accident and apparently another girl died as well. It was a hit and run. The driver, well, he or she was never identified. Apparently, the boyfriend, Rick, had been deployed in Iraq. He has seen his own friends getting blown up, and he comes home safe and sound, surviving Iraq, only to see his own girlfriend and their child and Sam's sister die. I mean, that's gut-wrenching. That's heartbreaking. Wanting to know more and who the hell can blame her, Marianne asks, what do you not want him to sell? Please let me know. The planchette remains still. It did land on goodbyes, so she might possibly have left. Marianne asks, anything else you want me to say to Rick? Again, it does not move. Sam, are you still here with us? No results. So to recap, we communicated with a woman named Rachel, with my friend, Michael, and with Marianne's friend, Sam. In my opinion, this was a pretty damn successful Ouija session, and I would love to do it again. Did you enjoy this week's episode? Yes! Listen to the others. They are equally awesome. Haven't heard every single episode yet? People, if you don't come back and listen to Paranormal Prowler's newest episode... I will come and beat you with a rubber hose like you've never been beaten before. That was a nice little message from my good friend, actor Alexander Folk. No need to cry, my friends. You can just head on over to any of those awesome podcast platforms, such as Owltell, Google Podcast, CastBox, Player FM, Deezer, Wherever you may roam to listen to your other spooky podcasts, you'll probably find Paranormal Prowlers podcast lurking in the background. This week's special city shoutouts go to Carbondale, Colorado, Scurry, Texas, Santa Monica, California, Allentown, Pennsylvania, and Fickenham, England. As always, it is extremely appreciated. Thank you so much for coming on over, making us part of your day. Be sure to stop by Monday to hear the brand spanking new episode. And we will see you next week.